I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 275 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games. Did I mean episode 274? Or three, maybe? Uh, you look. You looked at me as though I was off by a hundred or more. <laughs> I just was... It was not... I don't think it was the right number, but I don't know what the right number is. I think it's 273. Classic cold open. Uh, right? <clears throat> um, do we want to do it again? If you were, uh, if you were in a coal mining competition mm-hmm. and you got accused of using illicit substances like additional coal ah. to screw up your results and make it look like you were mining more coal, would they accuse you of coal doping? Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you guys think that blood doping is real? Do you guys think that blood doping is dope? should be illegal? I, I think it's a vampiric practice. It's weird that it's self-vampirism. What, what, it seems kind of awesome. What is it meant you, to well, be? you don't get volunteers. To I kind of want to do it all the time. <laughs> you, like, uh, you take some blood out and then you give it. You give like all the red blood cells back to yourself. Yeah, later you, when you want to be put it in a cool. centrifuge. Like yeah, you get all, you get extra red blood cells out when you're not <clears throat> when you don't need them. Yeah, and you regrow them, and then you inject yourself with a bunch of your own blood, so that your blood will carry more oxygen, so uh, that you can, so is, that you can ride your one testicled bicycle further. Thicker? No, it makes it carry more oxygen, so that you can ride your one testicled bicycle faster and farther in France. One testicle bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bicycle that they've added a testicle to so, to, so, to also improve its is, performance. Wouldn't this... a one testicle bicycle be a unicycle? <laughs> Is this allowed because it's not other people's blood? It's not it's allowed, allowed. Uh, because okay. it's because it's Lance Henriksen did it, and okay. they were like, "That made you too good of an actor, Lance Henriksen," <laughs> and they they took away his Oscar. And he's a real method actor, you know, better than a methadone actor, a Methodist actor. Hmm. Method Man is an actor. He is an actor, yeah. So is Redman. They were in How High. At this point, it's way too late to get the episode number right. 277. <laughs> uh, it's too late. Here, I can edit it in. 271, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, that's, that sounds right to me. I think I also said them too fast. I was saying, so it's I really hard really to, 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 to cut, strip that out. Yeah. To cut neatly between words that are just sort of said in a stream. You guys, I read most of a book since the last time uh, we we did a show. What was, um, it, was it? The first half or the second half? It was the like two thirds in the middle. In I the just middle. I, d- I watched a let's play of a book. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they do let's read videos? Let's reads, yeah. Yeah. This book is called The Ghost Map, and it is about a cholera outbreak in the like 1850s and how it led to them discovering that cholera was waterborne which was like revolutionized sanitation is it that the map in london yeah i'm aware of that they tracked all of this all of these cases in this cholera epidemic to one well that people were also shitting in wow they weren't really (laughs) shitting in it there there was just there was a well i don't want to spoil it i kind of do it happened in 1850, so right. I can't really... Spoil. 1853 Spoiler or something. Warning. Um, yeah, well, they just discovered that one... It, like, no one believed the, like, one or two guys that were convinced that it was waterborne. Why? The, because the because the prevailing wisdom of the day among scientists was that it was miasmatic, which was that all, it, like, all disease was created by poop smells. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Miasma. No one yeah. noticed that the water smelled like poop. It didn't really, though. Oh. Any more than usual, <laughs> right? 
Um, but yeah, so like you know, it, that was like the the sort of reason for the health scares around like the the uh, corpses being unearthed in Paris that were then that then led to the creation of the catacombs, right? Like when they were like, oh, let's dig a new tunnel. Oh shit, there was a graveyard here a thousand years ago. Oh no, we're all gonna we're all gonna get <laughs> diseases because the corpses smell bad. That's, yeah, we're that's haunted ghosts. by that's that go- smell. Like, that's the ghost. It's a miasma theory of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's take the bones and then build some catacombs out of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. How does well, that yeah, because that prevent- that appeases the ghosts because they're like, sweet, I live in a catacombs now. Yep, that's awesome. It's pretty sick catacombs. Okay. Anyway, it's so yeah, and the they there sick were sewers, catacombs. but not a lot of people were using them. Um, that's not true. It's not that not a lot of people were using. They had like outlawed cesspools, which was when you just would shit in your basement, <laughs> or you would just empty your 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 privy cans into your basement. Like they they had recently made it so you could no longer just dump all of your sewage directly into the river, hmm. uh, which like out the window, <laughs> which helped. Except that then it made it so the wells started getting contaminated. <sighs> It's a good book. You should read it. It's like it's like Michael Pollan level of making things interesting. interesting. Yeah. How did you come by this book? You know, I don't I had a note in my phone that said the ghost map uh from like a spooky dream I woke up from and wrote that down. Uh I don't know what led me and to And then you went and no, you're like Is I don't know what I don't know what I want I I know I wrote it down because it was a book that I was like I heard about it on a podcast or something nice. and then the other day uh I mean when I was a kid uh <laughs> Justin McElroy tweeted about having read Masters of Doom and asked for recommendations of other books like that like history but not boring or like I I don't know exactly like how he phrased it, but that was the thing that came up in the suggestion. So I was like, "Oh, I recognize that from having written it down after that spooky dream." Um, it's a good book. I don't remember who it's by, but it's called "The Ghost Map." It's a good name for a book. Yeah, good name for just about any kind of book. Have you read a ghost book, Riff? No, I'm I'm still. Uh, I I kind of. Uh, got distracted away from the uh, 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 book about translating Earthbound that I was reading, so I'm still kind of in the middle of that. Did you write a ghost book? Um, I I mean, I maybe did, but this sheet of paper just says boo all over it, so I don't know I don't. I, I don't remember what the plot was supposed to be about. If, if Nano Remote taught me anything, it's that it has to be ooh 50,000 times. Mm. Say Nano Remo. I I forget what I said. Nano Remo, like a tiny Chris Remo. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Just sits on your shoulder and. Hey, write. Hey, write something. Yeah. Hey, write something <laughs> again. Write something else. Hey, 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 write something else. Hey, so that come on. Chris Remo is dead on. Uh-huh. That's yeah. good. Yeah. No. That's you know. I think this is where he sits. So it's just oh, in maybe the air. his ghost. It's no. Well, I think miasma. his voice is in the miasma. Yeah, like it's uh, <laughs> it's the the miasmatic theory of the transmission of, of of dank memes. So can you only be dead on about uh, people people's voices that have died? Uh. Just their voices. <laughs> like they're still. Alive. Let's hear your Mary Tyler Moore impression. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. yeah so you can only now. yeah. You can only do impressions of. <laughs> Yeah. 
Or like if they've been turned into a spider, your impression can just be skitter, 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 skitter. Wait, how does that happen? That's the imp- what that's what a spider sounds like. No, I know, but but this is a hypothetical. <laughs> like we're just. I see. Like, obviously, you need to make the plan for the contingency that someone has turned into a spider and you need to do an impression of them. There are. You just made the job of Undertaker a lot creepier. A lot of spiders in the world, and so it stands to reason that people are frequently reincarnated as spiders or converted into spiders. Do you think that one person could be turned into a a lot of spiders? spiders? Yeah, Yeah, that's. Mm. My understanding is that spiders tend to appear all at once. Like, uh, lots of them at once. Like so when they come out of the drain and stuff? It makes sense, yeah. You just hit a guy too hard and he just shatters into spiders. Mm. Or like in that movie Arachnophobia where they hit a guy too hard and he shatters into spiders. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> or, they're, or they're just like all a bunch of spiders in a trench coat trying to buy R-rated movie tickets. There has to have been, yeah, like they wanted to see Arachnophobia. They yeah. were like, we heard you were saying nasty things about us in this movie. I'm like, well... You don't. You're, you can't get in if you're under eighteen. Like we only live like yeah. nine months. Yeah. No, Fuck. There's way more than eighteen of us. <laughs> I bet at some point this has to have happened, right? There has to have been a scarecrow that had a giant nest of spiders growing inside it, oh, and then the spiders come out all at once. Uh, there's like a, the scarecrow rides around, and then a bunch of spiders hatches. spray out of its mouth. Oof. I keep waiting. Like, where, where's the pun going to come in? Like, it, no, there isn't okay, one. This is just a this is just a spooky <laughs> image. Okay, all right. I'm yeah, planting the seed of a spook. What if what if uh, what if a bunch of crows got together and put a trench coat on and then hung out in the middle of a field while the farmer was standing there? Oh, like and a then mole. When he turned around, they could eat all the Except food. A crow. Mm. Crows. A and crows. then they get back in the coat. And the pun is. But there isn't one. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> Look, these aren't Shaggy Dog stories. <laughs> We're just exploring the natural world. Okay. Okay. What if there was a scarecrow that was secretly a bunch of crows? Yeah. In a in a scarecrow suit. Yeah. But the crows had learned to swallow spiders, mm-hmm. like David Blaine swallowed that goldfish, and then could barf then barfed it back up like fifteen minutes later. But they swallow spiders, let the spiders breathe breed inside their stomachs so they became spider breathing crows wow so if they didn't like you and they would remember you right because crows can remember you aren't you making friends with crows riff uh yeah it's i haven't been doing it as uh much recently because it's been too cold to go out on a long walk but i did find a a pocket-sized container that i could fill with unsalted peanuts and keep in my jacket so and And that's what they that makes it so you're friends with crows well, I mean, you have to give them some of the peanuts when you see them. <laughs> is, it, is it unsalted so you're not tempted to eat them yourself? No, it's uh, it's unsalted because I guess crows can't take a lot of salt in their diet. It's mm. bad for them. Um, they get but, all bloated. But yeah, there's, there's a, several crows in the neighborhood who recognize me now and will follow me down the street if I don't give them peanuts. <laughs> That's not creepy at all <laughs> can you get them to can you get them to barf spiders under your enemies i haven't tried i'm not sure how i would give them that instruction you couldn't I, just tell tell them i i mean i guess you're supposed to you train an animal by like rewarding them in steps right so like what's like the first little fragment of of that action that i could reward them for and then reward them for doing the next little bit of it and so on breed a bunch of spiders in your stomach okay so if I see a crow that is breeding spiders in its stomach, I should give it a lot of peanuts. Extra peanuts, yeah, but not too many because the oh, spiders yeah, are allergic to peanuts. Oh, yeah, there will be room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It didn't used to be the case. It's just uh, it's probably caused by vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, because you they they vaccinate them for uh, spider breeding by injecting a large pregnant spider into them. <laughs> I thought vaccinations were like like entire like continents just full of cows. Mm-hmm. Oh no, those are vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Okay. You wanted a pun, Jim. Yeah, no, come no. on. Like, it took you <laughs> yeah, long enough. Yeah, be careful Thanks. what you ask for. <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to, Kevin? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Didn't you see... You saw some Sketchfest thing? I did. I went to go see uh, Ask Cat. Ask Cat? Was it Matt Besser? Matt Besser. Yeah, the Upright Citizens Brigade guy who is... I think of him I as the Lord Lord High Duke of names. Ask Cat. I forget the names of the the ucb folks matt besser is the guy that plays crazy ira on parks and rec i don't remember who crazy ira uh, is. crazy ira is the dj in of crazy ira and the douche uh okay maybe yeah it's possible uh his name means matt better nathan fillion <laughs> was the was the storyteller guy you know so the way that this uh, improv yeah. kind of thing works is somebody tells a story usually it's andy uh andy richter or nathan fillion i guess uh, <laughs> those just happen to be the two that we've seen all right uh and then they they do improv comedy based on the the story prompts yeah it's like they'll get a word from the audience which will prompt a story and then the story prompts the improv and it was it was fine it was not as good as the the time that we saw them at um max fun con what have you been up to, Jim? Eh, stuff. I heard, Zach, that you were hanging out with feminist writer Gloria Steinem earlier. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah, she showed me her, She showed me a really dope-ass bus system. Yeah, tell me about the bus system. Well, it was very efficient. Got people very cheaply and quickly from place to place. <laughs> Made commuting in her city a breeze. That's awesome. Gloria Steinem is still alive, uh, and I hope not on Twitter. Because <laughs> you know, you know that... You know that sick tweet would have would have gotten her. Oh yeah, she searches her own name. I'm sure. Yeah, I I didn't quite get all of the pun. Like I got all of it, but what what was the Monday at the end? Well, because so I this is what Amelia said also when she saw it. I thought of the phrase as just sick transit Gloria, but then when I I was like, you know, I'm not actually certain that that is the entirety of the phrase or that that is correct. So I looked it up. And it's one of those things where really it's mundi. sick, yeah, sick transit Gloria Mundi. Uh, um, okay. And, but it apparently it is more recognizable as just sick transit Gloria. Um, oh, sorry about that. I've yanked on some cords. Anyway, classic tweets left and right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad over. you're hanging out with such cool people, Zach. Yeah. No, I mean. You know, she was in town for the Women's March, mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, what, do you want to get some coffee and you can show me your cool buses? Was she confused because it was actually Tuesday when... Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it, wasn't, yeah. and it wasn't March yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> um, so I did this thing where I downloaded some CD-ROMs that I had as a kid and went through them. This was like a... A uh, set of CD-ROMs that are full of like public domain, like software and images. Okay. Um, so like clip art, kind of. Oh uh, well, 
there was a, there's a wide variety of stuff. Um, and so did you find any ancient porn stashes? There were a few, yeah. A few stashes or a few? There, well, there was a stash, and then there were a few scattered instances. Okay. Are so we talking like about l- like the, mu- the that particular kind of mustache that a porn star has? Uh, in the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, yes. Okay. M- most of these... Um, so the there was a section which was just like scans from the Sports Illustrated swim, swimsuit issue, and this was like a hundred megabytes of. Was this had GIFs. you scanned these? No, or? no, no. These were like sorry. So, so for context here, this is like a three CD set of like here's a bunch of stuff we downloaded from BBSs. Who's we? Uh, the people who made the CDs. Okay. So this was a product sold? that you bought. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So this was like third order copyright violation yes situation okay. yes I, yeah. would you consider the sports illustrated swimsuit issue to be porn uh, it's close mm. enough when you're 12 well Erotica. sure but I mean hmm. okay so if it makes you happier there were a number of uh, files in the games directory labeled like uh, another nude read mac and read mac is apparently like w- another name for like a mac paint file format uh, but it was also just like here's this you know monochrome, uh, like topless lady bust you know just like from the from the waist up here's a nude lady, okay being arrested um, by the nude police. lady or bust yeah that's the sign you had while you were and checking. and that was uh, <laughs> nude lady Oregon or bust <laughs> <laughs> Portland or or bust <laughs> what else was on it games. There was a bunch of games. There was a bunch of like. Um, were they like commercial games that had been pirated on BBS? No, none of that they? stuff. Were they there was a lot of shareware. Like, could you actually load things? So I run it in DOSBox. Ah. So okay. here's here's one interesting thing is that the all the all the, all the games were zipped up, and I tried unzipping them with like the uh, zip, you know. Winrar. With Winrar, and also with like the zip that's just built into Windows. Oh right. Um, but I tried both. And neither one worked because it was using a pre-deflate compression format. The PKZip went through a couple of compression formats before it got to the deflate algorithm that is now ubiquitous. I think it was using the implode algorithm. And so... That's the one where a demon ejaculates onto the file and makes it smaller. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And... um, so I actually had to use the version of PK Unzip that was included on the disk. Oh, nice! Uh, to unzip these files, and I ended up just like, uh, yeah, I had to run that within DOSBox in order to extract the files. Did you ever have the thing happen where there wasn't enough room on a disk for both the compressed version of the file, the unzip utility, and the uncompressed version of the file? <laughs> Not uh, in the past twenty years. Sure, but <laughs> yeah, but I, yes, I think. A good like obfuscation puzzle would be to like to zip up a file using an like an old ancient zip utility because that would probably be a, a fun challenge. Yeah, I, I, I did that in the uh, Frog Fractions two ARG. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, did you find any hidden gems on these CD-ROMs? So I was looking for them. I was uh, looking for like what are some more games like Insanity that are just that are games I remember playing and enjoying and uh, that people haven't really heard of nowadays. And uh, there's not much like 
most of the stuff in this uh, in this games directory was either like um, you know the early Apogee or Epic Shareware, which is pretty well known. Um, there's a lot of like bad like breakout clones. Uh, Breakout, Tetris, Pac-Man, Artillery, like all the early like Atari games, like they're easy to, to like just implement yourself. Right. Um, and those are those are honestly the most fun things. Like if you play someone's Pac-Man clone, it's it's going to be kind of fun at least a little bit. Um, but it's also just not very interesting to talk about or or like to share nowadays because there's plenty of modern like mediocre Pac-Man clones to play. Um. And there's a lot of like really impenetrable impenetrable RPGs that might be good. Like, have you guys heard of Moraf's World? No. Yeah. I like, but I have not seen it. I, like, I remember yeah. reading about it in I think that book that I got a couple of years ago about the his- dungeons and desktops, the, yeah. the history of CRPGs. Yeah, yeah. It it seemed like it was like you know a Bard's Tale or Wizardry ish kind of a thing um, with the. Uh, with the like the first person perspective, then you you walk through the maze and it's got like open world fractal landscapes around it that there's nothing in, so why mm-hmm. would you explore them? Um, but like and and that's the sort of thing where like it seems interesting enough that there might be something good here, but I don't have hours of my life to dedicate to find out. Right. Um. Yeah, but the most interesting thing that I that I saw that I didn't recognize was it was called Engineering Jones. Uh, and it's a game made by Harris Semiconductor that they sent to potential clients in lieu of their usual, like, parts sheet. Um, so you had to play a game to solve what the <laughs> what the catalog was? Basically, yeah. Like, it was... A, the, the premise of the game is that it's set in a dystopian future where... DSP hardware is terrible because, like, evil DSP goblins have destroyed Harris Semiconductor. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's like a, like a first-person maze thing with mini-games and with, like, you meet occasional NPCs, and the NPCs will all, like, talk to you about, like, how good Harris like DSP chips used to be and all the things you could do with like the the, the, the the features of the Harris video convolver chip what does convolve mean uh convolve um I I only have a lay, layman's interpretation of what convolve means but uh in my experience convolving means you take a um you you go over a signal and for every sample point in the signal you um Oh, oh! It's 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 pretty. It's like I can't. It would be easier to just show you some code to do it. But like, uh, are you familiar with like the the blur and sharpen algorithms in Photoshop? I mean, from a standpoint of understanding what they might do, yeah. I mean, just like they're just sort of like a one pass shader that like the that averages surrounding pixels or yeah. So like the blur filter like takes uh, the average of the surrounding pixels. Um, the sharpen filter like subtracts the surrounding pixels from the current pixel um and the generalized uh form of this is the convolver where you give it as input a grid of like i think multiplications to apply to every pixel and then they get summed up to give you the current pixel 
And okay. that, that so it's like a programmable processor. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a programmable like process that you can apply to audio or video or an image. Um, and apparently, Harris Semiconductor made one of these in hardware. Yeah, like at that point, um, doing that sort of thing in real time wasn't realistic. And like this was like 1991. How on did a, you on an did, x86 CPU? How did you order stuff? <laughs> oh, I didn't get to that part. I didn't finish this game. <laughs> I wonder if this was like this was the thing that happened right before Harris Semiconductor went out of business. <laughs> Maybe. That yeah. This is when they well, hired a 15 year old as their business manager. Uh, I remember I read on like myabandonware dot com that it, it increased their response rate by like 200 percent. So, but all the responses were what? <laughs> I can't get past level three. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't ask about that. So that was uh, definitely like the weirdest thing I saw uh, from that perspective on on that on that disc. It also had NetHack on it. I had played Hack, the um, the precursor to NetHack, in from that games directory, um, and you know that was that was my introduction to roguelikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, they also had NetHack on the disc, and I was I saw that, and I was wondering like why didn't I play that? Um, because it's like a, like, uh, on its face, like a more advanced, more interesting version of Hack. Um, and then I tried running it, and I found out the reason why is that when you run NetHack as is on the disk, it tells you like it t- tells you you need to configure your terminal. So <laughs> that's the extent of its message. <laughs> it, it says like uh, like term info not found or something like that. And so, like, you need presumably you need to like. Yeah, so you would have your, assumed as a kid that this was the thing that you could not play except on a mainframe, like it, it was the version of Hack that was designed to be played as a terminal program instead of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I would have understood to the, even that extent as a kid, but it was definitely like oh, I don't know what to do with this, and and like at that point, like having so many games at your disposal is a lot like having the internet in that. You can just you, if you're confused by something, you can move on. You yeah. don't need you don't feel the need to like bang on something until you can make it work. I should next time I'm in Arizona, I should see if I still have like a. I should get a USB five and a quarter inch floppy drive because I'm sure that's a thing that you can get. Yeah, probably. Uh, and I should see if I can track down all the old games that I had from like the shareware clearinghouses that we used to order from in like the late 80s how far back do you think storage technology with a usb interface goes like do, is it can you get a usb tape drive can you get well i'm sure you can get some kind a of usb tape drive reel to reel oh that's wow that i bet you hmm. can i mean like you can get a usb record player okay you know and a reel to reel is just going to be audio right so sure can you get a USB radio? Yes. Can you get something the other way around? Can you get like a USB socket that would plug into like an old Macintosh or something? So that you could run old uh, Mac programs off a USB stick? Huh. Oh, so like it's a it's a thumb drive, but instead of having a USB plug, it has a five and a quarter inch floppy disk, like <laughs> like one of those tape adapters for your car. Yeah, maybe like from before car stereos had aux jacks. 
That's beautiful. I really like. Well, I like, for example, um, a, a lot of what p- people who are doing like Commodore sixty four retro computing nowadays will just plug an MP three player into the cassette port. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's analog enough that anything that's audio will work, right? Yeah, but. I don't know. I think the thing that people are mostly doing with five and a quarter inch floppy drives is wiring up hundreds of them and making things that play music by spinning their motors. <laughs> yeah, that has the advantage that like it doesn't need to really work. Just like the motor needs to barely function in order to to uh, to use it that way. Have you done anything besides feed the crows and not not read not, Earthbound not, not translation? Um, not really. I've been reading the hell out of the uh, the rule book for. Uh, there was this Kickstarter uh, in uh, beginning of the beginning of the year for uh, this board game, Kingdom Death, that broke all the board game Kickstarter records ever. Um, and I ordered that. And now I'm in the situation of like, like when you were a little kid wanting to play the video game you just got at the mall, but you've got to survive the car trip home, so you just read the manual over and over. <laughs> got to survive the car trip home. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. But yeah, so I I hunted down a hunted down a copy. You know, like, of you know, like when book. when you're a kid and your parents take you to the mall and buy you a video game, but while you're in the video game store, your dad gets so drunk that he decides to let the dog drive home, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you're and just trying desperately to, too, to survive the ride. By <laughs> reading the manual, <laughs> why did you take the dog to the mall in the first place? Why does the mall oh, have a bar? <laughs> I guess some do, but generally they won't let the dog drink. Uh, so, what is the why? Why do you think that game was so successful on Kickstarter, Riff? Um, it is. It's apparently uh, just an ex- well, not just, but one of the reasons is that it's an incredibly good game. Like it's it's got uh, like a nine point one on Board Game Geek, which is vanishingly rare. How do they? How do they know? I mean, does it like? Oh, is this a game not, that already it's exists? It's not new. This is this is for the this is for the reprint. Uh, the original version was was also produced only by Kickstarter, so copies of it are a little bit rare. I think the first print run was like five thousand copies or something, and it's expensive because it has a ton of plastic in it because the the guy who invented it was originally just did like boutique miniatures for people that like to assemble and paint D and D figurines. Uh, as long as their characters like to adventure in boutiques yeah exactly um but he made this game and and kickstarted to produce it and it turned out to be an amazingly good game and pretty much everyone that's ever played it has declared it the best game they've ever played has died seven days later yeah (laughs) subsequently what is is it just like a kind of a dungeon crawl thing or what what's the game like is um well it runs in like three phases you've got uh, uh, the first phase is a hunt phase where you've got your uh, you, you've you've got your four player characters, which it's it's a fully cooperative game, so this could be four actual players or you could be playing it solo. But you've got four guys. 
Could you have two players and one of them is playing three characters and one of them is playing one character? If you like, sure. <laughs> the the one the one guy the guy playing the single character might get a little bored because uh, he gets a third or, or a quarter. Oh, does of the, the game turns. come with a little board for you to rest your figures on? <laughs> it it does actually two of them, and in this hunt phase, you're using one of them, which is uh, sort of a linear track with the your hunters on one end and the monster that you're hunting down on the other end, and each space um, has a card either from this monster specific deck or from the general core deck that has like random events that occur to you during the hunt. And with the goal being to try and get to the space the monster is on before your guys are all dead before you've even gotten there. And then once you get to the monster, the second phase happens, which is called the showdown. And that's uh, your your basic sort of tactical board game, uh, four dudes fighting a monster sort with figurine sort of situation. Um, the the clever thing about it is that the each and each individual monster has its own a its own deck of AI cards, and then every time you fight that monster, you are building a deck out of a limited supply of those cards. So, like if I if I go to fight a, a white lion, I'm going to be taking five cards from its basic attacks deck and three cards from its advanced attacks deck, and so on. And because those decks have like twenty or thirty cards in them. That means this line has a different set of attacks every time I fight him. So every every fight is a little bit different that way, which is interesting. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you were what, basically what? inaudible for all of that until which is interesting. <laughs> oh. um, but that's fine. It'll well, be yeah, on the, the recording. The, and yeah, the, the listeners can hear it. So at what point does the white lion that you're fighting do its cover of Radar Love? <laughs> that's that's at the end um, when it... Because the these AI cards are also its hit points. So as you deal damage to it, it starts to lose attacks until by the end of the encounter, it's only got one or two things left that it can do. If there is a card in there for singing, then you could get it down to where it, that is all it can do. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 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 and then the third stage is presuming that your guys have survived and and uh, claimed resources from this monster, you end up with, like, a, a random assortment of, you know, monster organ and bones and hides and things. And then the, the, the third section is managing the settlement that these guys live in because you you have nominal you probably more than four guys you might you might have a dozen or more characters and this third phase is like using the resources you've collected to craft new armor and gear so that so that next game you can maybe hunt something a little stronger and uh, researching innovations and like which is like your tech tree and uh, and things like that and story events and so on so it's like a campaign across yeah, many, many, yeah. many Every, fights and games. Each, each, each one of these three-phase things is like one game session, and then a whole campaign is, uh, well, in the first version it was 25 sessions, and the, the new version he upped it to 30 because he added a new final boss. Um, but uh, uh, So potentially 30 games assuming that your settlement actually lives all the way to the end, which is not likely, because it's apparently a pretty hard game. 
Well, have you played any video games, Riff? What about video games? Um, mostly just the assignment and then, like, the usual suspects like Picross 3D2 and uh, the Pokemon Bank came out, so I've been screwing around in that a little bit. Is there? Have you checked out the new iOS Pokemon game that came out? Is that anything that you're interested you in? You know, I I downloaded it and played the uh, played the tutorial match, and then as after I finished the tutorial match and it went back and it went back to like uh, your your like your main screen where you you know here's where the shop is here's where you customize your decks and so on, it crashed. And then when I loaded it back up, it wanted me to do that tutorial fight again, and I said no, and turned it off. It doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't strike me as interesting, but somebody somebody else might like it. I guess that's kind of a sentence that doesn't really say anything, does it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe someday it won't crash, and you'll be able to do more than just the tutorial over and over again. Yeah, exactly. It seems like... Uh, it's it's a weird kind of uh, um, what's that what's that game that's like it's like checkers except you have a small grid that looks kind of like a square spider web and you're trying to and you're and you get to move the checkers after all your checkers are down on the grid. What? Yeah, you I've never never heard of that. Is this a video game? game? No, no, like it's solitaire. it's a it's a board like, game. It's it's like you've got a you've got I think it's like a a three by three or four by four grid of dots connected by lines, and you have like four or five checkers, and a turn is putting a checker down, or if all your checkers are down, moving a checker one space, and you're trying Back to get like four in a row or something like that. No, because backgammon is a linear. Monopoly. It's not on a grid. No, <laughs> there are no hotels in this game. Anyway, what the, that? Okay, since none of you have heard of that, that is not a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what this Pokemon game is like. It, it, the the it listeners is, will appreciate your analogy. You you have a grid of of dots, and most of them have lines in between them. And the middle dot on your side of the board is your goal. And you're putting your guys down on this. You're, you have six Pokemon, and you're putting your Pokemon down on this grid and moving them around the grid to try and move a Pokemon into your opponent's goal while preventing them from getting a guy into your goal. Is, is huh? And are the, is there any difference between? Do the Pokemon have different powers and? Yeah, stuff, they have. They have different attacks and and so on. Like uh, if you if you move one of your guys into one of the other guys' Pokemon then they fight which is like they have like a spinner wheel that spins with different size wedges that indicate their different attacks no you're breaking up again i'm googling uh i'm googling game where you put checkers on weird <laughs> dots i'm Connect pretty sure four. i didn't just dream it <laughs> i mean i wonder if i just searched for weird game boards go well, you you can't. I suppose you could play like a four by four version of Go. Yeah. It would be not dissimilar. You mean like except, play Go while you're in a sick monster truck? <laughs> yes, yes. That would that would be interesting. It would have to be magnetic Go, I guess. Um. Do you remember in in uh, 
jackass when Steve-O gets a tattoo in the back of Henry Rollins' Jeep while they're, yeah. while they're driving around on sand dunes. He's trying to get, like, a stipple portrait of him. No, he's trying to do a smiley face on his arm. He just has a stipple portrait of himself on his back. Oh, God. Why, do, why can't I have a stipple portrait of Steve-O tattooed on my back? I mean, you could. It's pretty funny. You, you totally can. You can just have this anytime. Can I borrow however much it costs to get a stipple portrait of Steve-O? If you got one the same size, it's probably probably a couple thousand dollars worth of tattoo. If um, How big is it? I mean, I guess it's, I could just it's take it. Like life size on his back. It was of, it's of, impressive. Of a, of a face? Of his and own, it, like like a photograph and of like him. Thumbs up. Oh, like, my God. Like a half tone of him. Yeah, it's a great tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would be, that would be expensive and a lengthy procedure. I yeah. think for source art, I would probably just take in one of the copies of the Wall Street Journal that he has an article in and just have him use that stipple <laughs> portrait. <Can> he, <laughs> just have them tattoo up. Ba- base it on a portrait of a picture of the tattoo. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. What you should do is it should be a picture of his entire back, including yeah. the tattoo, and then his actual head in like Life turning size. around, if, looking like, over the shoulder at and you. And if he's bigger than you, you need to get really fat. Both, both <laughs> okay. actual and in the tattoo. tattoo. Oh man! And, so, make, and it okay. make it look like your butt is his butt. I could, oh, <laughs> yeah. I could gain a lot of weight, get that tattoo at Stevo life size, then lose a lot of weight, have the tattoo made into a lampshade when they remove all the extra skin <laughs> oh. from me. So then I will have a cool, unique Stevo lampshade. And when people say, hey, that's a cool lampshade, I'll say, yeah, you know what's even cooler? It's made out of my own skin. <laughs> and then they'll be sure to like want to play. Leave that, the party. They'll, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll want to play whatever. I'm like, hey, you want to play this weird checkers game that Riff hallucinated? <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to reconstruct it. Um, <laughs> based on his description, but I couldn't because he was just like so, making a weird crackling sound. But before you commit to this, you should practice with like a Sharpied portrait on a lampshade. Or you just draw it first. Oh yeah, and I, I probably could just find a lampshade that I that I believed I could convince people was human skin, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and just then, say that this whole thing had it. happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or just get like, I mean, just get a picture, like tape a picture of Steve-O to it, <laughs> and th- and then all I have to do is if somebody comes over, I just have to give them some of the drugs that Riff was using when he mm-hmm. invented this weird checkers game, spider spider chess, and then point them at the lampshade and say, check it out. That's my own skin. And they'll be like, wow, man. <laughs> because the one thing that I know about people also, who are on these drugs, are my they're own really checkers. They're they're really suggestible. <laughs> <laughs> you just produce them out of your checkers gland. <laughs> I'm I'm not a crook. The only <laughs> the only gift I ever took from anyone was this replacement cybernetic checkers gland. Oh man! Remember when? Remember when Nixon had his, had his checkers gland replaced with a cybernetic checkers <laughs> gland? Uh, yeah, that's why he doesn't have a heartbeat. It's just a yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he doesn't now, right? Um, okay, uh, Jim. Like, Jim, have you played any games? Not really. Like <laughs> I played a bunch, but they're all like the ones I already talked about. Right, Pac-Man clones, and I like what I want is. A, a vast collection of software from the like Hammurabi microcomputer, like oh. type this in in basic. <laughs> yeah, from the Hammurabi's era. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. I, just thought of, I thought of a weird game jam. Uh, a person makes a game in a couple of days. They hand it to another person who writes a design doc based on that game. Oh man, like person. broken picture telephone, oh, but with games. Games. Hmm. You make huh. a game, and then a design doc, game, design doc, and you just pass yeah, it. So along. you're only allowed to play the game, yes, and not look, look at the code. code. Yep. Okay. Yep. I like that. I bet some games would be pretty easy to comprehensively, but like it's it's also like how much effort are you going to put into making this design doc? Yeah. Uh, oh, I feel like you'd need like a word count limit, otherwise yeah. you yeah. specify too much. You think? Yeah, so I guess if you're also if, if the game limit. had graphics and you were also describing them, but oh, you okay. would need so maybe maybe you uh, <laughs> maybe you you write the uh, you write the document, but then you have to whisper it to the next guy, <laughs> and you can only say it once. Sure. And then the next person whispers the program to their computer. <laughs> maybe a design maybe design doc is too is too strong. Yeah, maybe it's just you play the game and then you you describe it to So the next on person. this CD, like I was basing which programs to actually look at by like there was a there was a file called files.bbs and it was a list of like all the files in that directory plus like like a 40 character description of each one. And w- some of them were like one of the best games I have ever played. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, one of the X best games I have ever played, where X is the number of games I have played. Right. And Or like, my kids love it. And some of them are like, build a fish, then look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I definitely played that one. How was it? I mean, it looked like it was produced by some like, government uh, agency trying to (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't actually get it like figure out how to build a fish unfortunately like but it looked like it was like built by some government agency like trying to (laughs) or like a a think tank trying to promote a certain worldview it's a recruitment drive (laughs) like something like that yeah (laughs) the department of fish oversight yeah they, they wrote the ad wrong, and so there's a lot of people who just overlook fish. <laughs> I thought you said you emptied this aquarium. I did. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hmm. I played a game called Stairs Quest, which okay. is is a very loving recreation of the parts of early Sierra games where you have to move your character up a very narrow, annoying staircase, and if you fall off, you die. So (laughs) it's a game that's just a series of those screens. Or like like a maze of... Like a vine, thorn vine. Yeah, yeah. Space Quest Quicksand. Two. That yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that Space Quest Two like plant that would eat you. Yeah, uh, it's it was real good. I got to one that I was not gonna. I like I fucked up and you can't restart at the beginning of a screen. Like you can only, like it has a save system, but I sort of didn't realize that this level had a timer oh. there's like a yeti chasing you along these <laughs> stairs and i think that i got my save into a point where i can't actually beat very oh, no. very accurate yeah because i just wasn't being very careful yeah. um it was like a jam game that then got polished up a little bit it sounds like sounds like it's worth re- checking out to revisit yep. how the, those the music awful... is really really good it was yeah. the they wrote music for 
like three voice PC speaker, mm. which is hmm. that was what my experience of all the early Sierra games was because I had a Tandy one thousand EX right. that had independent channels on just the beeper. Yep. Um, yeah, and then I played five minutes of uh, this ROM hack like Metroid prequel came mm. out, and it's just it's Metroid, but there's a map like an on-screen mini-map that gets slightly larger when you pause. Really? Like, they, impl- they implemented a mini-map in... The- in the original Metroid ROM. That's yeah. really wow. neat. It, yeah. How does that even work? Dunno. That's wacky. Yep. Um, but I, I got stuck real early on. They, um, the art is not as... It looks really nice, but it is not as thoughtfully done as Metroid's art, and it's got that kind of La Mulana problem where there's a yeah. lot of things that you don't know whether they're background or something that you can Interact move with. through or stand yep. on or whatever. Yep. Um, and it also, it kind of feels like it's a ROM hack in the in the tradition of Super Mario ROM hacks where the only ROM hack that's ever going to get popular in the ROM hacking community is one that just like makes the game impossible because it's targeted at people who've just absolutely mastered yeah. the original game. Um, and that is certainly not true of me and Metroid. I played some Don't Shit Your Pants. I would love to play a ROM hack of Don't Shit Your Pants for people who have mastered Don't Shit Your Pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I'd, me too. Like, just a harder, just more don't shit your pants. Yeah. Don't keep shitting your pants. Keep yeah. not shitting, keep <laughs> yeah. not shitting Please your pants. Please do not continue to shit your pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, do you know those guys? Cellar door? No, I James. don't. No. It's like, don't shit your three, pants is a fucking treasure. <laughs> Are they like brothers or something? I mean, we're all brothers under God. Sure. Not anymore. Um, yeah, I... Wait, what? Nothing. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it, mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the podcast down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did Donald Trump kill God? I... I, I I heard Sean Spicer say we, he did. We don't talk about this. <laughs> I heard Sean Spicer say Donald Trump dunked on God, and then God God killed himself because he was sad he wasn't as cool as Donald Trump. Listen, listen, Zach, I don't want to have this conversation, not because I disagree with you, but I'm just trying to survive here. Okay. <laughs> just, just trying to let this dog drive the car wherever he's going to take it. Yeah. Uh Gotta survive the trip home. Yeah, uh, Kevin, did you play any video games? Uh, the only game, the only new game that I played uh, was uh, I'm beta testing Cosmic Express, which is Alan Hazelden's new puzzle game. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's the one where you're. It's like it's not really. Su- I keep when I say Sudoku, it's not it's really Sokoban. It's no. you've got like some. You've got a grid, and there's some aliens and some places they need to go. Yep. And you have train. to run a railroad track. Yep. Such that things are hit in the correct order. Yeah, and your your train has you know one, two, or three cars, and the aliens have specific places they want to go. Some aliens. Uh, are made of multiple body parts. No, well, at least not in this that I've seen so far. But there's there's some that like they're slimy, and so then if they get in a, a train car that that 
Trancar is slimy and other aliens won't get into it after they've gotten out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's like getting the, the fox and the grain and the goose across the river. Kind of, yeah. And then there's there's like locations which can take anything, but clearly they're meant to have a specific <coughs> alien go to them because there's like if there's like two orange aliens and two purple aliens, there's already two purple alien houses and you need to get the orange aliens into the... So you just have to be careful about what order you like run run things by. Um, you know, it's just it's it, it is one of those kinds of puzzle games, and so I'm testing some uh, some sort of late game thing that I don't exactly understand what he wants me to do. <laughs> would you would you characterize it as being like like his games in general, or like a good snowman is hard to build? Like, is it? Because I think a good snowman is hard to build is fairly easy compared to it most of his harder games. Than it's that. harder than a good snowman. It's okay. it is probably. Most of it is probably easier than the like hard parts of a good snowman that a lot of people don't even necessarily know right. about. Um, but like, there's at least a couple of puzzles that are tricky. Hmm. And I've only I've, I like sort of went straight to the end game content to sort of help with that. But there's dozens of levels. So, have you played uh, Mini Metro? I have. Would you say that Mini Metro would be improved by like? Aliens, cars being ruined by aliens, slimy aliens. <laughs> so, like, you don't have direct control over the cars in Mini Metro, right? So, I think that would that would be very frustrating, very fast, right? Um, I have never, so in playing Mini Metro, I have never paused the game. Yeah, and I feel like you, if you were playing it, trying to actually like do a lot of good things, you like pause the game and like redo your whole setup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, th- there's a. I, I feel like. Like the really good mini retro players will like occasionally pause the game and just yeah exactly what you said redraw the entire map yeah um, I mean based on like specific passengers wanting to go to specific places and stuff well, both, that- both that and the, like if you're doing everything organically it's just things get just horribly messy do you get tunnels back when you I think so I think the yeah idea yeah you is do like you you just it, like they are things that you yeah. and there I, have a there was this fantastic blog entry that I read on some like transit professionals uh site um Gloria breaking de- what was that Gloria <laughs> sick transit uh uh, that was talking about how mini metro because of the ability to like like hold a car in reserve and like or just redraw the entire track reroute things uh is a lot more like uh running a bus system than running a uh train mm. system yeah i think they were talking about this on idle thumbs uh, oh yeah read, yeah somebody yeah had read the same article yeah yeah um and <clears throat> that's uh, it, it makes a lot of sense when it you does. think about it that way it does yeah yeah, though I, I guess I, I guess I the only reason I bring that up is to go recommend people read that article that I don't remember the name of. If it, it, I think it would have been fine to be themed as a bus game if people just drew bus routes the same way they draw. Yeah, like if subway if routes. you saw like posters that that represented the bus routes with the the like the seventies like um, line art line art aesthetic whatever you call that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason that you don't do that, though, is because the buses use the real map as opposed to, like, an sort of an abstract, abstract connection of place-to-place, right? Because you don't care where the tracks go right. on a subway. And you don't really care about that on a bus, but I think it would be very, very strange for a bus for a bus map to not have the same scale as the... Hmm. 
And the, and it's the kind of like driver that. who doesn't understand that that's an abstract map and so. just tries to drive diagonally through the building. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and buses have th- a lot more stops than a subway anyway. So yeah. That's true. One th- the thing that's weird about San Francisco transit maps is that it will, like, display, like, a, a third of the city as being, like, much wider than the other two-thirds. Because, like, as far as I can tell, like, it's because that area is more dense with bus stops. Yeah. I thought that was, like, a really interesting, but also, like, if you're not aware that it's happening, a really misleading um, design design decision. You don't think it's, like, a Mercator projection of San Francisco or something? <laughs> it's, it's some kind of projection. <laughs> I bet I bet someone like I bet someone's name is on that projection. Golden Gate Greenland is actually much smaller, uh, right? Than we think, but because it's always, it's always shown elongated on maps, it looks like it's really big. Yeah, Greenland is actually only four times as large as Australia, and it's not actually green. They just yeah. draw it that way. Iceland is green, and Greenland is icy until all the ice melts, at least. And uh, in Iceland, they park in driveways and drive on parkways. That's true. <laughs> why, God, what? God, I thought of a good one of those the other day. Like, why do we, why do we something on something but shit on a sidewalk? But side like, on a shit walk. Yeah, why do we side on a shit walk? It's a. Mm, it didn't actually work. It just it became a joke when I ended it with shitting on a sidewalk. Sure. Like, okay. why do we walk on a parkway and shit on a sidewalk <laughs> I, or something like I that? Like that's that. The, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I wrote. I wrote a. I was trying to write a Twitter bot, uh, but so I had this database of word pairs uh, that I had been in, in meaning to do something with for a really long time. That just out of like a out of like a huge corpus, um, and so I wrote a bot that picked random plural nouns until it found one that had more than five like adjectives that had been used to describe it and then wrote I like my women like I like my plural noun and then two of those adjectives and it started out pretty offensive (laughs) Uh, like one of the first things that it produced was I like my women like I like my terrorists Muslim and Islamic like okay well so that's not I don't want that being tweeted with my name on it (laughs) Um, so I had to ignore things that were capitalized. Is that actually offensive? Like, I don't think that's offensive I don't about, think it's, about no, the, the, it's the just, Muslim in it. Well, yeah, so making the statement, I, I like Islamic chicks. Like, that's yeah. not a thing that I would want to tweet out. I mean, it's just stating your preference. Sure. Okay. Yeah, fair like, enough. Like, it's, it's not like... I don't think it's stating anything, like, stereotypical except about yourself. Sure. Except the corpus you still of, don't want to say that sort of thing. I still about don't yourself. want to say that sort of thing. Yeah, the, the, and the, the corpus is so heavy with news mm. stuff. It seems like that it then ends up being mostly boring. Like it's the like. So I'll take funny or nonsense out of out of generated text, but boring is like the yeah. that's you've got to pull the plug there. And I can't figure out how to make it not boring. There's probably a checkbox, boring or not boring. Oh, just a boring or not boring. Yeah, okay. All oh, right, wh- right. Where are you getting the, the word pairs? Um, from this giant database, uh, like a, a giant freely available Is it database. scraped from like UN transcripts or something? I don't know. It's, it's, it's scraped from like a, what's supposedly like just a giant representative corpus of English language text. Right. Um, I, the thing that I need is some way other than just like a whitelist, 
a dictionary that understands the difference between elephants and economies in terms of one of them being they're both plural nouns right but one of them is like a thing that you can point at like like a che- like just a field in the database that's like this is a thing you could crash a plane into <laughs> right <laughs> um well but yeah that's that's also weird because like a microbe would probably you could crash a plane into a microbe okay i you can't I, crash I reckon every time a plane crashes you've done that it's probably true. I also think there's a lot of gold to be found in, like, I like my women like I like my economies. Except it always ends up boring. Like, foreign and... So, that I mean, that's funny. Like, for, I mean, you know, uh, foreign and unreliable. I, yeah. You can, you can make because one. Because no one fun. ever says something good about... Something funny about economies. Here, why don't... You just run it. Why don't I just run it and yeah, let's, read? And that'll be the sign-off. <laughs> While you're looking this up, should we uh, should we talk about the assignment? Somebody else should talk about a video game they've played. Or have, didn't we? Didn't we? All of us talk about our video? Yeah, games? but somebody should talk about more video games. We can talk about the assignment. Papo and yo. Yep. I I was not expecting this game to be fucking great, and this game yeah. was fucking great. It's really good. It's like Brazilian eco, basically. I see. I was afraid it was going to be like eco. So it's like eco, but with no hair. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I meant the last guardian, but with no hair. Those because that doesn't that joke without, doesn't make any sense. The first yeah, shader, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I I think that this game. Hearing about this game ahead of time, the context in which I heard about it and everything that I heard about it triggered some like remaining little vestiges of the like anti-intellectualism of the of the environment that I grew up in that is the same thing that makes me assume that black and white movies are going to be bad and boring yeah. like the fact that this game is similar like I just have never played Papers Please even though I've heard great things about it I just like I cannot believe a game with a message is going to be any good um, like I had yeah like I had gone into this like assuming this was going to be like a Something like um, that, Dragon Cancer, where yeah. it's yeah. really like morose and dull, like it, like it, something that that is really kind of unpleasant to play, but like you feel like you slog through it because you f- you owe it to the material, right? Um, Whereas this is just like a fucking awesome like urban it, it's, fantasy it's, Zelda game. It's really playable. Yeah. Yeah, it's super good. It's like it looks really nice. The the aesthetic choice of making the interactable objects in the world like really pop by being Just like white, glowing, white, yeah, yeah. like like, white, like, ch- like lines, a child, yeah. like a child had cast a spell here and it left behind runes that you can interact with. Oh, so good. I was I was distracted by the like I guess the the things that only become interactive on the second playthrough. Those little like. Um, like straw dolls that are scattered around oh. the world. Those do something. I found a couple of those. I didn't. There's I didn't. Like Twenty five of them, and like when you play it, the game through a second time, they all have a hat. They all have different hats on them. You can collect those, hmm. but you can't do that on the first playthrough. Which is just. I thought that was just a weird choice. I could understand it though, like not making you think that you were supposed to do that. 
right? Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't really tell you much. Yeah, of anything, you know, and that's the thing that I really like about it. Like when I my my general impulse in a game like this is to spend a lot of time exploring, but yeah. the the speed and flow in this was so good that I didn't really do that. I just kind I just. Yeah, there's it. there's not much to and explore. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's pretty linear. I feel linear. like that's kind of the purpose is to get you into that that sort of the, race. There are a lot of little nooks and crannies. Are there? Are yeah, there things in them? I, there's, there's those little straw dolls. Right, yeah, but okay. I I think those I think that's as like here's a different way to play the game after you've already played it once the way we sure. really intend you to play it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I am so loathe to just follow the path that the designer no, yeah. <laughs> has clearly set out for me. The the exploration uh, uh, impulse is strong. It's really, really beautiful. Like, I am such a sucker for, like, fantastical, dirty urban environments like that. Yeah. Like... Are, 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 these, are these technically favelas? I don't is, know. What is that? That's, that's a... It's a kind of housing in uh-huh. Brazil, I think. I don't know. Where everything's just sort of built on top of everything yeah. else. And yeah. when you pull a rope and a house gets sliced up into a staircase and the people <laughs> who live in there are kind of upset. <laughs> right. I guess that was also a, a weird thing that, like, there were those uh, rocket, like, the little robot activatable portals. Like, even well before you got the little robot guy and I spent a lot of time trying oh, to figure out how that. to activate them and was just really confused I, was like, oh, I never saw one either is it there's one like in that very first so like you come out you know that you go through that first the the portal in the closet and then you like go to that sort of first little plaza and there's just a standing stone in the corner of it that has one of those portals huh. on it do you have the robot when you start a second playthrough I don't know. I didn't. Mm. I didn't actually. I just read about the oh, what okay. those what those are. Yeah, I only actually got like an hour and a half into this or so. I didn't have yeah. time to to finish. I didn't even very much want to. Um, yeah, like Zach, what you were saying, I, I really do think that this game, like what I knew about it going in, was that I, I knew it was a platformer, and I knew that it was about like having a, an abusive father. Right. And I, I like those. That being a game with that sort of topic definitely implies a certain like, uh, it, it what, what you were saying like unplayability like twine like it feels like it would be a twine game or something like that. I really which feel is like, not to say the twine games are bad or not fun, and it almost a twine game almost allows itself to be about a difficult subject matter more so than a game that involves like running around and like because reading always feels the same you know yeah it's like hard to fuck up well it's not hard to fuck up interactive fiction but it's like you know what i mean like it's it's hard to make a bad twine game relative to how easy it is to make a bad platformer like bad by just play. having shitty jumps yeah or like like you're you're not gonna make shitty like twine interactions I mean, except by writing sadly it, right it could have typos but it's not gonna have like oh fucking all of the like all of the trigger volumes on all of the words i'm supposed to click on are just offset by four <laughs> percent of the screen or whatever so, like that's just not gonna happen you know sure yeah you've got to really work at it to make that happen you gotta make it like a intentionally. Bad. Yeah, you gotta write some JavaScript to fuck some it up. Words must die stuff. Um, 
And I, I really think that like this game is solid enough that they really could have sold it on just like it's just a puzzle platformer and have that still have the theme there but, yeah, but don't make that the selling point yeah. i mean it's is that the selling point that was, like, that was like what i had heard from marketing you know from marketing i well, mean because I, I i don't know for <clears throat> sure because like it's all um this is what I had heard about the game, and I, like I, I, I'm sure I'm conflating marketing and what like uh, what um, the press was saying, you know, and not even I think specific like like what probably Patrick Klepek said about it, right? The, sure. the sort of like thoughtful, critical press. Like I think this is a weird case where like being in that particular filter bubble probably hurt. Yeah. I think so. Uh, you know, although I did, you know, I bought it, and I think it was full price when I bought it, so yeah. it didn't didn't really hurt. It must have done okay, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I get the impression that, like, this is a team that um, lives in a place where cost of living is such that it, they don't have to sell that many to, mm. to, to make do. And now I'm really wondering if Papers, Please is actually really fun. I like it. Yeah, is it like fun? It's a it's a real it's satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, there's there are systems to it, and it's not just like the the message kind of unfolds because of your interaction with the systems. It doesn't like force a message on you. When I imagine what the gameplay of Papers Please is like, I imagine having to. I imagine it being like a fast paced, depressing. TIS 100 where you're constantly having to like check a rule book to determine whether or not something is but it's more like a puzzle it feels more like a puzzle than it does like a like having to read a bunch of rules okay I'm surprised we never did that as an assignment well maybe we should do that instead of what we were going to do as an assignment black ice. now that we're open to it and yeah. we should watch some black and white movies too that that would be next week okay we can watch it's a wonderful life it's got that cool joke about the trees. Uh, how about a how about a Marx Brothers thing? Oh man, Marx Brothers movies are really good. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. why I'm. Like I don't feel that way about black and white movies anymore. Okay. Uh, although I mean I probably kind of do. Like probably if somebody says, "Hey, do you want to watch a movie?" And I say, "Sure," and then they say, "How about uh, you know, uh, Psycho?" I'll be like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> I mean I. I when I think of movies from the era when movies tended to be black and white, I think of really, like, bad overacting. Like, before they invented naturalism. Mm. Um, and that, that stuff just doesn't really work for me. So, like, there's that whole thing tangled up in it, too. Silent movies. Those are, those are kind of rough, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I bet. With a, modern, with a modern sensibility. Yeah. The, um... Oh, what's his name? Um, Billy Wilder. No, the 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 guy famous for doing all his own stunts, the comedian, the Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Yeah, those are really good, silent movies. Well, so we're gonna play Papers Please by Buster Keaton. <laughs> um, so are we playing Papers Please? That's yeah. Let's do Papers Please. Okay, sounds okay. good. Yep. Uh, gentlemen, do you know who this episode of Video Games Hot Dog was brought to us by? Charlie Chaplin. Trollo Taco. Uh, uh, 
chill vax marzafine god what the fuck (laughs) facebook zuckerberg tape deck marzipan slime shanks bob whistle chipmunk trapeze uh penny whistle uh uh, revolutionary froyo pipe cleaner finchurch farthing alsatian glissando Madison, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time doing episode number whatever of Video Games Hot Dog this was uh, with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I I hope you'll join us. And if you do, you won't. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. How do you you like your women, Zach? (laughs) Oh, right. Um, Let's see. Well... <clears throat> Sorry, I closed the browser window. Um, okay, this is going to just tell you how boring this is. Yeah. Okay, the first one's kind of... into. I like my women like I like my bears, grizzly and still. <laughs> but mostly they, mostly they are stuff like this. Yeah, I don't know what still but So, I mean, maybe it's like still bears scrutiny or whatever is where oh, that got out of. And things right. can only have one part of speech tagged in there. I like my women like I like my responsibilities shared and increased. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's just sort of nonsense, but not funny nonsense. I like my women like I like my dresses, short and long. I mean, okay. I like my women like I like my creatures, wild and living. I like my women like I like my centers, industrial and urban. I like my women like I like my eyes, bulging and blind. Okay, see, so in, in some cases, it's really good. Yeah. I like my women like I like my hotels, residential and five star. I like my women like I like my recipes, easy and delicious. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I, I like my women like I like my voters, registered and evangelical. Evangelical voters? I, I like my women like I like my drugs, lethal and hard. <laughs> I like my women like I like my lips, loose and pink. <laughs> I like my women like I like my attitudes, sexist and sexual. I like my women like I like my children, ugh, hungry and sleeping. Um, that's, yeah, that's... The, the thing that this does is gives you just a tremendous sort of easy access template to mess around with and like, then you can like tune. Like this, this is a great way to generate a bunch of curated jokes or I mean what I think I might do is I might make a version of this that outputs a a version of this text that I can click on a word that then adds it to a blacklist that just makes it never show up like I like my women like I like my achievements technological and educational and like I don't think I want either of those words to ever show up just because they're not funny words yeah I don't I don't think that like educational is ever going to be a funny component of one of these jokes I mean that's like yeah huh I like my women like I like my emissions toxic and autoacoustic wow (laughs) yeah I like my women like I like my forests northern and natural I like my women like I like my kids rich and inner city (laughs) I like my women like I like my participants sighted and willing (laughs) I like my women like I like my deaths, preventable and cardiac. 
Yeah. Anyway, I like my women like I like our Patreon backers, <laughs> Jeff and Tony. <laughs> Classic women. Classic Jeff and Tony. Two hundred and 